Hey guys, welcome back to your mom's favorite place to be. We're your hosts, Edward, Anthony, and Noah. We are in the fourth season of the Hooligan Hangout, your one-stop shop for entertainment news and movie reviews. That being said, it's time to hang 10 with your top entertainment news of the week. <laughs> all right, so um, this is a bummer, big bummer. First of all, there's been a ton, 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 ton of, of delays this past week, so I have to mention them. If it was just one or two, I probably wouldn't have mentioned them, but I have to mention them. Uh, but I'm just going to run th- down them real quick. So James Bond's No Time to Die delayed to October 8th, 2021. Um, Last Night in Soho has been pushed to October 22nd. Um, the Uncharted movie is moving to February 11th, 2022. Ghostbusters Afterlife to November 11th, 2021. Peter Rabbit 2 will now release on June 11th, 2021. Uh, Sony Cinderella will open on July 16th, 2021. And uh, Morbius has been delayed to January 21st, 2022. And The Kingsman has been delayed to August 20th, 2021. A Quiet Place Part 2 has been moved to September 17th. And yeah, that's it. Pain is all I heard. Pain. <laughs> that's a lot. So much freaking crap. All I'm hearing is September of next year, we're going to be busting. <laughs> that is true. We're going to have a lot going on. I'm kind of bummed that Morbius was moved. I'm bummed about I, the all of the above. I need to watch... Uh, Quiet Place because I never watched it. Yes, you do, and dude. So I need to watch that one for the second one. And you said you're a horror movie fan. I know, I know. It is one of the best, dude. I think you'd really enjoy it like so much. I loved it. <laughs> like he enjoyed these notes. Right. I think, Anyways, I think you broke him. You can't come back from that. <laughs> on to number two. <laughs> That was no. That was that wasn't even a number. This is number one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Emma Thompson and Alicia Weir have been cast in a musical adaptation of Matilda. Um, Alicia, little Alicia, will play Matilda, while Emily Thompson has been Emma Thompson has will take the role as Miss Trunchbull. Heck, musical. Wait, wait. Who's playing Matilda? Alicia Weir. I don't know. I'm looking her up right now. Alicia. How do you spell that name? A L I S H A. I believe, I assume she's new to the scene. Musicals are whack. I loved Matilda. That was like one of yeah, my Yeah, Matilda's movies. a childhood movie. I love that. I love that movie too. But I'm a simp and my woman likes musicals, so I'm going to be forced to watch some now. What? What? Oh, what did I, I just know. hear? I didn't say I'm a simp. You tell us you're watching a, a musical, we're going to call you a fucking loser. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> mm, I don't know if I, I... I guess we'll see. I don't know if I like this cast, though, but okay. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to watch it, to be honest. Like, I like Matilda, but I'm not that interested to watch a musical about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't like the cast very much, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So after that... um. This has surprised me. So apparently at Warner Brothers, they're developing a Willy Wonka prequel movie to the original. Um, it's set to release March 17th, 2023. And uh, what's most interesting about it 
is uh, Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet are both being lead, lead, lead candidates for the main role. Why is Tom Holland in everything? I, I, I like him, but jeez. <laughs> it's, it's name. It, they're trying to get everyone excited by name. They really said, you, Thomas, yes, you, your lead role in every Hollywood movie for the next eight years. Right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of the movie. I don't really want Tom Holland to play him, but it's whatever. <laughs> if they're playing as, like, Willy Wonka, I don't see either of them as a Willy Wonka type. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they are actors, so they got to act. No, they're playing as a... Charlie in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> the freaking grandpa that doesn't get up until he is set, set to go to the chocolate factory. I'm too lazy. Oh, chocolate? Did somebody say chocolate? Chocolate? Oh, Charlie. My legs are working, Charlie. All of a sudden, it's chocolate. a miracle. Chocolate? Chocolate really cured me. All right, next up, uh, Netflix has confirmed that Bridgerton, um, the series, will be returning for a season two. I thought some of our fans would like that if you're watching that, because I know it's pretty popular right now. I just started episode one yesterday. Is it good? Uh, it's pretty good so far. Uh, don't uh, yeah, the first uh, right now. 20 minutes that I've seen. <laughs> really? Both of y'all? Have to... I haven't seen it, because it didn't look No, I was just making fun of Anthony. Oh, oh. Damn! Because you're like, is it good? And he was like, I've only seen one episode, but <laughs> they're Fantastic. long episodes, though. They're like 50 minutes or something. Well, if you think 50 minutes is long, wait till you see how long it was with your mom. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty cringe. Okay, so uh, Disney's live-action Peter Pan movie um, has just moved forward and casted Jim Gaffigan as Mr. Smee. Which, if y'all don't remember who that is, that's basically like. Captain Hook's like right hand man side kick. Who's gonna be Peter Pan? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. casting I am not. Peter Pan. I think Jim Gaffigan would be, do really good. As, I, I do too. I feel I've never been into Peter Pan stuff. Like what? I wow. I haven't either. I've only seen the original. That's really it. it. Y'all are crazy. I haven't even seen the original. You haven't seen the original? I don't like oh, come the on. idea of Peter Pan. I don't. Well, I don't like the idea of you. I'm getting off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just looked up My the cast. Heart. I just looked up the cast, and this kid named Alexander Moloney is playing Peter Pan. I don't know who he is. He, it's a weird way of spelling my name, but all right. Really young. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he's not young. He's like 20 years old, but you know, he's playing a little kid. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Joaquin Phoenix is in the cast too, and apparently Margot Robbie's playing Tinkerbell. Really, I don't see Marco Robbie as Tinkerbell, but I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know where this is going, but I guess we'll find out. Um, Matt Damon has reportedly been cast in Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, no one knows the role; it's an undisclosed role right now. So, last time yeah, he played the it. fake Loki or fake Thor, didn't he? Or was it Loki? Oh, that's true. That's true. Wait, he's last like, time he did what? He played the fake Loki in that like theater play thing in Thor Three. Oh, you're right. Dang. Oh, I forgot about that. I guess it'll just be like a cameo again then. That's funny. That's funny. Anyways, we'll just carry on. 
Um, Game of Thrones is set to have another prequel called Tales of Duncan Egg, and um, at HBO, it's going to be based on George R. R. Martin novellas. So, yeah, you want yeah, Game of there's Thrones? There's no novellas? way I'm catching up. This is the second one, right? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, this is this is the third one. This is um, the third one. Dang. It's reportedly set 90 years before Game of Thrones, and it's going to follow Sir Duncan the Tall and a young Aegon V Targaryen. I am, in fact, the Duncan the Tall. I'm dunking these nuts. <laughs> All over Anthony's chin. God, you got you again, Anthony. <laughs> Nonstop growth session. Next, we have Michael B. Jordan is now going to be in Black Panther 2. Confirmed. Good. That's kind of what I wanted, honestly. Me too. Me too but I don't think it would have happened if Chadwick hadn't passed away. Rip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like since he did, that's what I wanted to happen. So, do you think? How do you think they're going to use him? Uh, I honestly hope they bring them back and have them take over for a little bit until Sherry's ready. What yeah. you really think so? Well, they set him up for this huge redemption arc, and they killed him. <laughs> I, I, I honestly can't even him. remember what happened. <laughs> Black Panther messed him up in the worst CGI superhero scene ever. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and the like, trains fight, that was terrible. PlayStation 2 fight? Pretty yeah. much. I can see him doing that too. I can see them bringing him back um, and him having to like, redeem himself. Like, like um, T'Challa basically kind of like helped him see the light sort of thing. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. It would. I'd be down for it. Um, Ethan Hawke has been cast as the main villain in the Moon Knight series. The guy from Mission Impossible? <laughs> Dude, that's where that name's from. I was trying to remember what he's from because he's not in any, like, notable movies, in my opinion. That's Wait, what... I was making... No, the, the main character in Mission Impossible is Ethan Hunt. That's why I was... No, 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 I know. Okay. But the the name oh, did it just the, sound familiar to you? Yeah, the name jumped out to me. <laughs> I was like, dude, I know I've heard this guy, but then I look him up and he's not in like any like notable movies that I know. So I'm like, where's that from? But you got it right on there. Yes. So there we go. There we go. Look at um, us completing each other's sandwiches. Anyways, uh, Lars Mikkelsen is set to play Admiral Thrawn in the Ahsoka series. Reportedly, I don't know how true this is though. Because I haven't seen it anywhere, like in any big. Did you just news outlets? Speak English. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Anthony. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay. We didn't give you the heads up. <laughs> okay. gotcha. And it, if you don't know who he is, he's he was the original voice of Star Wars Rebels, and apparently uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. This was the only guy they wanted to play him in live action. Wow. God, the gods have spoken. Right. <laughs> We'll hire uh, this dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> You'll hire my guy. <laughs> That's how I imagine their meetings go and they don't get their way. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't remember, Anthony. Did you see, did you watch Titans? Uh, I saw like two episodes. <laughs> so no. Okay. Well, it's it's on HBO Max now, so... Really? Wait, yeah. what was it on before? I thought it was already on that. DC Universe streaming. No, good to know that streaming oh, service is dead now. Yeah, I canceled my subscription like three months ago. 
because all the shows and stuff are going to HBO now because of the I deal. But it's been on HBO though. Because mm-hmm. that's, Never. that's how I watched the first two episodes. Nope. Yeah, it's exclusively been on DC Universe. Since when? Until they well, how, unless since you, it came out. Unless you watched it recently. Well, anyways, you should catch up on that. <laughs> it's a really good show. But um, Savannah Welch has been cast as Barbara Gordon for Titan Season 3. Ooh. As or I don't know which Barbara they're that, doing, though. Is going to be Batgirl or Oracle? They're saying it's Oracle, but... I think I Oracle would fit sure. the show better than uh, Batgirl would. Actually, you know what? It probably is Oracle, since Batman's so old, Nightwing's already... Nightwing, that would make more yeah. sense. We are about to get Red Hood, too, so I don't think they want to overcrowd it with Bat Family heroes like that. Yeah. And because of Red Hood, there's rumors right now Joker's joke. They're supposed to cast a Joker. It's just a rumor, but you never Fun know. Fun fact, I'm auditioning for the Joker role in Titans. Well, you are a clown. I'm not just a clown. I'm the whole circus. Thank you. <laughs> That pretty much wraps it up for our Hang 10 for the week. Um, stay tuned because we are about to play Score Streak. Take it away, Edward. Yep, guys. And if you do not know, Score Streak is our weekly seasonal game. Uh, we keep track of points for the whole season. Whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins. How uh, this game works is we all have two movies apiece, and we got to try to guess the score that the ratings give it on various websites. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I pulled an Anthony, and uh, I didn't watch uh, the movie for the week. So uh, I'm being deducted two points. So uh, everyone just shame to, him. <laughs> just to rub salt in the Don't wound uh, to a season I was already going to lose. Uh, yeah. Honestly, okay. we should just give you points for an awesome <laughs> movie because you'll still lose anyways. Ooh. <laughs> It's sad, but you're probably right. <laughs> not if we give him, not if we give him ten point lead. Oh, all right. Point lead. Nah, he'd still lose. You nah, go first, I'll choke then. Like the Atlanta Falcons. You go first, then Edward. All right. So my first review comes off of IGN, which is a one to ten. Okay. I forgot Hubie they got rid Halloween. Of it. New Halloween film by Ooh. Adam Sandler that we all enjoyed pretty much. Hmm. And there's no decimals, right? It's just one through ten. Yeah, just solid, solid numbers. I'm so glad they got rid of the decimal system. Your mom's a decimal system. Okay. <laughs> I think I have to adjust my answer because it's a Adam Sandler movie, and I feel like not everyone appreciates Adam Sandler as I do. I think I got it. Maybe. Mayhaps. Adam Sandler, if you're watching this, Anthony's in love with you. He would <laughs> like to marry you if he can. Yo, Adam, answer our DM, bro. Where's the thermos? Right? They came <laughs> out with the thermos. Did they actually? Yes, I'm pretty sure. We'll no, have to check. I'm checking right now. Okay, check. I'm, I'm like thermos. very confident that they actually came out with one. I need that thermos. Because I saw him post something about it. I need that turbo thermos. It's like Inspector Gadget, but a thermos. Oh, you know what made me wrong? Yeah, I don't see anything. Lame. Oh, wait. Wait, no, here it is. Someone made it on Etsy. Oh, really? Yeah. Sick. 
Wait, no, I'm wrong. Never mind. It's not even here. Oof. Dang. Oh, well. Well, anyways. I I'm think I got it. Okay, I, I, I got it. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Seven. Six. Noah is closer. It was a five. Oh, oh see, I was like, is it that low? Because I don't know how IGN would, because IGN is usually pretty lenient. I was going to go six, too, but I don't know. I Imagine if sure. you did. <laughs> then no one got the point like last time. Oh, happened. that's true. Yeah, you don't get a point. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, no, last time, last time I let Anthony change and then he ended up winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dang. true. Alright, my next movie is off of Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It is the movie Us. Ooh, okay. Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, sir. So 1 to 100. Okay. I think I got it. Yeah. I think I got it. Yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. Alright, your answer's in 3, 2, 1. 83. Oh, that was close. You both went low. Really? Is it higher? That's high. Yeah, Anthony got it right. It was a 93. Dang. Critics love this movie. You see, I thought it was high, but I was afraid it was going to be one of those movies where they're just like, like it's like in the mid range, like 80s. Yeah. No, critics love this movie. Uh, Do you want to know what the audience score is, though? No. What? What? It's rotten out of 59. Oh my wow! God. I love Why? that movie. What the heck? Why? In this case, critics weren't crap. The population was. To be what? fair, to be fair, I know I've talked talked to people that didn't like it, and I'm just like, why do you not I understand really the meaning of the movie? Oh, well. All right. Uh, the next person to go is going to be Anthony. I just accidentally closed out one of my tabs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you on. said it so casually. <laughs> that was funny. Name the name. We forgot the name. <laughs> Where's the name? We forgot the name. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So this movie that we watched this week, it kind of sort of reminded me of Jumper. And I know Edward loves this movie. All right. Was it you that, that talked about it the other day? Maybe it was that, Alex. But anyways, it reminded me of Jumper in 2008. Okay. And so this is going to be on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, All right. Have I've you never heard of this? You've never heard of it? I know what no. it is, but I've never seen it. What? Yeah. So well, I, can I, can ch- I can change if you want. No, no, don't change no, That's fine. It. I can if Anthony ours. likes it, I know it's going to be a low score. <laughs> oh, wow. Give me something to go in. Plus it's Dude, fair. Me and Alex both really like it. Oh, what? so it's going to be really low. <laughs> <laughs> you already oh, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. 82. What'd you say, Noah? 82. And Edward, you said 67. I want to put yeah. it out on IMDb. It's a 6.1. Uh, but on Rotten Tomatoes, Edward's closer. It's out of 15. What? I knew it was going to be what? really low. <laughs> I told you it was going to be really low. <laughs> yeah. I should have went with my gut. I was going to say 20. Dude. I remember seeing trailers. It didn't look that bad. Dude, it was so good. 
Yeah. That but it's such a big difference, though, from a 15 to like a 61 on IMDb, a 6.1. Oh, I thought you said that because it was much higher on Rotten Tomatoes. No. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, but the audience only gave it a 44. Never mind. Uh, I told you it's going to be low. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Anthony. But all right, Edward got that point. And uh, have you all this next one? It's a time travel movie, just like, kind of like the one we watched this week. It's a Project Almanac. I've heard of that one, but I haven't seen it. Crap, I've heard of it. Like, I know that name, but I don't remember it. I don't remember. Well, I kind of picked bad movies this week. I feel bad that y'all haven't seen my movies. No, it's our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Not your fault. What what website was it on? IMDb. Ooh, IMDb. When did it come out? 2015. Okay, right. I guess I'm ready. Three, two. Oh wait, wait. Do y'all want me to just since y'all haven't uh, seen it, I could give you like the budget for it and like the summary or anything. No, I've seen trailers and stuff. Okay, okay. Three, two, one, go. Five point seven. Five point five. Oh, Edward is closer. It was six point (laughs) four. What? How is he closer? I said five. Oh, he said seven. My bad. Yeah, he said seven. Good job, Edward. Yay! I got my points back. That's all you're going to get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, to close out this week of Score Streak, um, I do like doing themes. So since this was a Christopher Nolan film, I did pick a pair of Christopher Nolan films for y'all to guess on their rating. First up, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight oh, on, God. on IMDb. So take your best guess, folks. Already. Yeah, then mm-hmm. Wait, the the original one? In like 2005 or something? 2008, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Okay, I got it. The best one. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. 8.7. Oh, that's close. That we were gonna do it, Anthony. <laughs> Edward, did, you, did you say eight point six? Yeah. No, he didn't. He on said a, like three. On IMDb, it is a crisp nine out of ten. <gasps> so Ooh. Anthony ah. got it right. I know they like to yeah. lowball movies, so. No, I would have been pissed if they lowballed this one. <laughs> one of my favorite movies ever. Hey, right. Batman Begins was really good too. Oh, it I know, was. but well, nothing. The whole trilogy can... was solid. But I think I thought... the. It definitely goes to the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, and then Batman, uh, begins. Batman begins. Yeah. I agree with that statement. Uh, next up is on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Dunkirk. This one's a bit more one of his recent movies. Dunkirk. I, uh, I I've heard of it, but I didn't see that movie. movie. It's the war movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember it's about the the ship, right? Yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. Battle of... Uh, oh, that that movie was just straight up called Midway. <laughs> yeah. And was it? Say. What is it on? Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Okay. I'm ready. Are y'all ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Eighty-three. Eighty-six. Oh, thank God. <laughs> God I, was, I thought you'd go eighty-six again, so I was like, I'll try it. Damn, y'all lowballing a great movie. It's at a ninety-three percent. Jeez. On Rotten Respect Tomatoes. 
like I said, I just assumed that the critics just lowball good movies, but I also haven't seen it, so I didn't want to uh, go super high on it. I don't I but I knew because I know people have had seen it that said they really liked it, but usually just, it doesn't always go that way. Honestly, I just feel like war movies like that always get good reviews. Well, honestly, whenever you see Christopher Nolan's name attached to it, I think we can all assume it's a great movie. <laughs> True. Well, apparently, <laughs> tenant reviews weren't so good on it, so. Hmm. It was at like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was really good. Spoiler alert. Hey. Hey, now. Hey, now. But You're anyways. An Get your game on. <laughs> all right. So let me update the scoreboard. Oh, it's easy for me. Mine didn't change. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm ahead again, as always. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I have 12 points, Edward has 6 points, and Anthony is whisking away at 16 points. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I was ahead that much. Well, you're only ahead of Noah by 4. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Noah just needs needs one good week, and then he can tie with you. Noah needs a perfect week. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I need like (laughs) an absolute perfect week. We got 4 weeks left, Anthony. And then I need to get nothing. Don't worry. I think I already lost... (laughs) But you know, honestly, didn't know already lose two. No, no, I'm just kidding. You know, it's not kidding. Our sponsor, check it out. All right, everybody. This week we watched Tenet. It's uh, one of these new time travel movies that have been coming out. Uh, starring John D. Washington as the protagonist, Robert Pattinson as Neil, and Elizabeth, I can't say her last name, as Kat. <laughs> Debicki. Debicki. I didn't want to say Debicki. so (laughs) the description reads a secret agent is given a single word as his weapon and sent to prevent the onset of world war three he must travel through time and bend the laws of nature in order to be successful in his mission so this week edward did not watch the movie because he sucks so Noah are gonna do the review yeah Uh, you're going to we'll get a daily out. dose of us. <laughs> we'll start out with the three-word game. You want to go first? No? I want to go first. Haven't okay. seen movie. Go first. <laughs> Did not watch. <laughs> All right. I'm going to meet myself, and I will see you when it's over. Goodbye, guys. Adios. I'm sorry. This is the last you see of me for the week. I promise I'll be back next week. You'll be back time. better than ever. Oh, and keep, keep watching our social media, because I do still, still plan on watching the movie. And... Uh, I'll post my review on our social media stuff. Alrighty, Noah. Alright, is it crazy to say that I don't think he's going to like this movie? No. I don't think he will either. <laughs> I'm interested in what his review will be. Very nice, very nice. But uh, you said the three-word game? <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay, for me, the three words are most mind-blowing movie. I've never felt a more surreal experience watching a movie. Dang, really? Like just, with the yeah, just and it's not even that the concept is. I mean, the concept ties in with time travel, but it's not fully time travel. That's what I think is very interesting about it. Right, right. And um, I just I love Christopher Nolan too. Like he makes the most crazy shit, and he makes it <laughs> and he makes it work. Good, yeah, he makes it work. Yeah. So that's. Um, I don't know. So my three words, 
for me personally would just be needs a rewatch. Like I feel like I would need to rewatch this movie a second time to fully grasp everything because there were a lot of moments when I kind of just didn't know what was going on. Not in a bad way, but in a like they there was so much um explaining uh, explaining yeah, explanations yeah. for everything else going on in the world. No, I, I get that. Have to concentrate. I actually heard that Christopher Nolan, because this was the Tenet was like one of the first movies that came out in theaters mm-hmm. during during COVID, and he, he wanted to push it out of theaters so bad because he didn't want you to pause it. Like he said, he wanted you to watch the movie in in, in its entirety without pausing. And that like makes he, a lot of sense. Like I can see why. Which is sad because I paused a lot, <laughs> and then I read that and I was like, "Oh, my bad, bro." Yeah. Um, but yeah. We can get into our flaws. I, w- I want to know, before we like, get into flaws and po- positives, how, in what order do you think they filmed this? Like, you know? Like, how do you yeah. think they filmed this and wrote it and everything? You think they started from the end? I was going to say they might have started from the end, but to be honest, it's really just based on location. Like, the yacht scene, like, one day they filmed on the on a yacht. Right. And then they probably went to another location near that's true and like the opera house is probably a whole separate thing like stuff like that but what about writing this is one of those movies where it had really great writers because even i'm just like i don't think i could have wrote that (laughs) no i definitely couldn't have so i'm just like props to them and i've always i've always wondered how there's some certain scenes that i don't think this is a spoiler but there's certain scenes that uh, huh it's a spoiler review, so it don't matter. Oh, true. That they repeat themselves, and you watch it from like different angles. And I've always wondered like how they film those kinds of scenes too. You know. Wait, what kind of scenes? I'm confused. Uh, I'm mainly talking about uh, in the airport when they like crash the plane. Yeah. That that whole thing. I like wonder how they filmed all that. It was interesting. Oh, I know. It was probably just a preset explosion, but it's really cool seeing it go to go to the on screen. I know what you mean, yeah. And then him fighting himself and stuff. Yeah. But okay, we'll to the meat and potatoes. Do you want to start with the falls, or do you want me to start with falls? Uh, I didn't start. So the biggest flaw, one of the biggest flaws for me, was the sound mixing, because. Like, I think the biggest example would be when they were on the yacht, when mm-hmm. he was first on the yacht with uh, Sator, the villain. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes they were talking, and the yacht, like the, the engine or the, like the noises around were so freaking loud that sometimes it was hard to hear yeah, like, what they were that. saying. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I didn't have to pause it because I had subtitles on, but I was like, you know, if I didn't have subtitles on, if I was in theaters, this would really be <laughs> kind of hard to hear what they're saying sometimes. Yeah. So it's never good when you don't have good sound mixing. Um, my second flaw was basically that, you know, it can be confusing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if I would put that as a flaw because I am going to turn it into a pro later on. But, I mean, it really can be confusing. If you're looking for, like, a casual movie experience, this isn't the movie yeah, for you. This is definitely not a casual viewing. Because, like I, like, like I said, Nolan didn't want you to pause it. But since I was at home, I paused it and had to think about certain things to piece them together before I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how it works. That's how this works and all that. 
Um, and lastly, I think Elizabeth Debicki, who played uh, Catherine, which mm-hmm. was uh, the, one of the main driving points for the main character. I she th- didn't do well. No, I thought she did great. <laughs> I, but did you not think she did well? What? No, I thought that's what you were going to say. Oh, no. I was going to say I didn't like I didn't really like that she's the one that uh, her character is like one of the only people that pushed the narrative. Like without her, like what's the movie? Yeah, that is true. Like, like our protagonist has really no driving force behind his actions besides trying to help her. Right. That makes sense. I get he has his own mission, but really without her, he wouldn't have completed his mission. So I'm glad they involved her as a character, but I don't like that. Um, the way she had to push, it, like she had to her. be pushing, it. yeah. And it could have been anyone. I just don't like the way movies do that sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. I might have more things to say, but I didn't pin him as a con, really. Right. Um. So I guess I don't know. There were some things that I, I, I can't really know if this is a flaw of the movie. Um, it's because there's some things that I didn't understand that I may understand on a, on a rewatch. Yeah. Like the second time around, but just overall, I feel like it, it, it went pretty fast. I feel like at least the first half did to me. The second half was, it went fast, but you, you knew more of what was going on. But the first half of like the building up and learning everything, I feel like it went kind of fast. Do you think that way? Yeah, I think the first half of the movie was really um, not slow, but there was just so much going on in that span uh-huh. of time. There was so much, and like you still didn't know exactly how everything worked. But once the second half of the movie hit, it hit big. Like that, yes. was, like it was insane. I loved the second half of the movie because it's like they were building up, and then like once you know everything, then they did everything. Yeah, it pays off tremendously and like at first like this is one of the first movies where the first half of the movie like you know how you usually get an opinion by um first or the two-thirds of the movie right so once the first half of the movie was finished i freaking um i was starting to think like maybe this movie is just too convoluted and he really didn't make a good movie which is surprising because it's christopher nolan but once he started to get to the second act oh my god it got so good yeah like everything that was foreshadowed in the first half. Every single thing was explained and paid off and like presented beautifully in the second half. Yes. I loved it was it. so good. Yeah. Um, other flaws. Uh, I also was going to say the sound thing, but I didn't really notice it on the yacht, but more of like during some of the, like the fighting scenes and where all the oh, yeah. were in the back. I noticed that a lot. Yeah. And kind of in the beginning too. in like the first half, like the opera house yeah 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 honestly that's kind of all i have for the flaws except i really don't understand why the main character didn't have a name his name was just the protagonist yeah so I, I had never understood that i guess we can talk about it now i think it's because like he's from the future and he's the protagonist of the entire tenant organization like he's the one that created he's that's why he's saying he's like the main soul person who needs to fix everything so he's like quote-unquote like i feel like it's a code name like quote-unquote the protagonist Uh, see that would make a lot of sense that's what i that's what i'm thinking that does make sense i'm not too sure but yeah it was funny i was because i had subtitles on the movie and 
I was reading them and it'd be like the protagonist dot dot and then like an ellipsis and then what just, he says. And I'm like, did I miss his name? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also funny because um, whenever he like, whenever they talk about the villains, they call them the antagonists. Yeah. That's why I think maybe it's like a future thing with the organization. Like that's just what they call each other. Right. Because even some characters were like, you're not the protagonist of this operation. And he was just like, yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, you know what movie this reminded me a lot of? What? And just it's just like a way better version. Yeah. In the Shadow of the Moon. Like on a bigger scale, but I feel like the way the Shadow of the Moon tried to do their movie is the way this movie was done. I could see that, except um, I do think they had different concepts of time travel. Right. Yeah. But, uh, all. Those are my flaws, yeah. Okay. Then we can just go ahead and go into the the positives of the movie, which I had a good chunk of positives. Uh, do you want me to start? You want, you, you, want, you want to start? You can. Okay. Um, first off, Chris, Christopher Nolan's known for doing this, but the visuals and cinematography was insane to yeah, me. They were crazy. Some, some scenes I had no idea how they filmed them, especially the way people go inverted and they have to go backwards. I mean, obviously you can revert the scene, but it's like even like the reverse fighting and stuff because like yeah, one reverse can- fighting scene with uh with his uh side, whatever his name is his partner I forgot his name that was the craziest part to me. I'm yeah, like, how did they do this? Because one of them's going forward fighting and the other's going backwards. Yeah. So it's like, what the, f- how? Like, it's actually then, insane to me. The first time you watch it, I don't, I didn't really notice it too much. I, not as much as the second time, did you? Notice what the... Like him going backwards? Yeah, I noticed it. I was, did? I was so like, yeah. And it's just the amount of detail they put, he puts into his movies because um, I watched it once and... I know like you should watch it more than once to really see all the detail, but I read up on it and stuff and I didn't notice this, but apparently when they go inverted, the music to the movie goes, goes in reverse. What? Yeah. I did not notice that. And even when they're talking, remember they would like be reverse talking. Right. So it's cool. And like, he just put so much into like the world of, of the entire concept, which it's kind of crazy because um, we don't even get to see the future. We just get talked about it a lot, but like it, this movie really makes me want to see a sequel. I know he won't make one because he never makes sequels besides like the Dark Knight trilogy, but I would love to see a sequel. Um, second pro, uh, the cast was phenomenal. It was really good casting. I agree. And uh, Robert Pattinson wasn't in the main role, but he continues to show me like that I have pure confidence in him to be in the Batman role. That's what I was thinking like the whole time. I was like, this guy is like Robert Pattinson is going to do so good in Batman. <laughs> he really is. He's grown so much from his twilight days. Yeah. And, uh, John, D- John D Washington, everything he's into me is he's really good. in. he's really good as a protagonist in this. And Elizabeth Debicki was also really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved, um, you know what she did with the character. It was really nice. I guess the music was like really, really good, and it was actually by Ludwig Göransson. He he wrote Venom, the Venom um, soundtrack, the Creed soundtrack, and even the Mandalorian soundtrack. Dang, really? Yeah, and apparently it was supposed to be Hans Zimmer, 
in this film. Like he usually does all the films for Nolan, but something happened and you couldn't. But if well, you had I thought told, it turned out really well. Yeah, I was gonna say if you had told me it wasn't Hans Zimmer, I would have I wouldn't have believed you because <laughs> it sounded like something he would make. Yeah. But uh, that's it. Without any major things, and we can talk about more. All right. Um, I feel like a lot of my pros, uh, they're just in line with yours. Like the the attention to detail was just amazing because, like, like I said, every little thing was thought of. Like everything, and every part of the first half was explained in the second half. And the thing that really got me was when he was in the little chamber or whatever and the main villain was on the outside talking to him in reverse right yeah but then you would hear it before he said something you would hear it in the chamber did you notice that yeah like you would hear it before he said it and then he would say it backwards yeah because they're going because he's going through time differently it's really weird because like the concept when you think about it he would have had to go forward and like because like he plans everything you'd have to plan everything so he went forward said all that stuff before the guy was even there and then he went into the thing and once the guy came back he went back in reverse and you know it's it's complicated i would have never i don't even know i would have never been able to do it yeah uh this is like the smallest detail that i just personally liked is the characters actually sprinted everywhere. And I feel like in so many movies, that doesn't happen. Like in the first opening scene, when they were saving him. Yeah. Uh, they were, the guy was, uh, they were actually all running, you know? Yeah. They were like walking or jogging. I felt, I felt like that's the smallest detail, but I loved that. And that's why he's a good filmmaker. He likes to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last pro was just like how beautiful it was, just like the shots and everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it was really, really filmed well. I expect nothing less of him, to be honest. Yeah. But those are my main three. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess to add to you, um, there wasn't that much action. It felt more like, um, what do you call it? maybe like an oceans 11 or like a spy movie kind of yeah <clears throat> where like there's not that much action but, but the action there was like made up like was great it was really strong yeah and and it's not like it was boring either the narrative was really interesting yeah so there's that and uh i, I didn't mind that there wasn't very few action action scenes because when there was it was just awesome and I guess, uh, yeah, like you said, that's it. But I guess we can just talk about the whole concept real quick. Because um, basically the concept is, um, it's weird. It's not like time travelers. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of. But it's it feels so original to me. Because like, that's why I think it's just like insane to watch. Because it, people from the future, basically they can go in reverse all the way back to um, into the, um, the present. And um, it, it's kind of like if you had your own click remote <laughs> and were making yourself go in reverse, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or forward, like forwards and backwards. And that's how they get through time. Which... But it's not easy either. Like you have to like adjust to the new world because you're traveling. 
like you're in the present, but you're traveling backwards through time and everyone else is traveling forwards. So like everything just doesn't line up right. Yeah. And you, but you have to make it line up right. But right. Um, like Anthony said, like one of the big things was you have to wear a oxygen mask whenever you're going um, backwards because um, I guess like the oxygen in the air is like, you know, it's going backwards too. It's going reverted, right. inverted. Can't breathe inverted air. Yeah, or like your inverted lungs. And then another thing was like a thermal, thermal transfer. Oh, yeah. So instead of like if you're to be burned alive, instead of being burned alive, you'd be um, frozen, frozen over. Yeah. That when, was a really cool concept. When you're I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And one of the most clever things that was like a turn of events that I thought was so smart was how the villain, they say like, the whole time they say the villain knows everything. The villain knows what's going to happen because he's able to go backwards and forwards or whatever. But what they found out was um, what they call a temporal pincer movement, which I thought was really smart. And like um, it really fleshed out his character more for just to prove how smart he is as a villain, because they said that he had, he made some of his henchmen go forward to see what happens. And he made some of them go backwards to see what they could like do to prevent the event. Right. So some so like while while we're going forward, someone else could be going back because they already know what happens an hour from now. They can be going back and fixing stuff so that we won't know what happens from now. So like if a, if a bomb was going off, and um, a house across the street from you or like a building across the street from you, and someone knew that an hour ahead, they could go backwards and prevent that bomb before the hour in the future. Right. So it's basically like uh, we already recorded this podcast in like an hour from now. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's basically the concept. I'm trying to see what else. Oh, and you can't you can't touch your former self. Yeah, or it'll fuck I don't, things up. I didn't under, I didn't understand that, but I guess I can just be explained with time travel. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess every time travel movie kind of has that role, but um, yeah. <clears throat> I did like how like, sm- how smart. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say you could wear the suit though, and like as long as you don't physically touch yourself, then you're good. Yeah, and to be fair, whenever he confronted himself, the guy didn't even like he his former self didn't even know it was him. Yeah, but um, I I also like that how smart the characters were. Like they're just not like these like um they they don't make stupid decisions. Like he knew. He had to wear that thing because he knew he was about to go and see himself. Mm-hmm. And he like, he, you know, you can't touch, so he didn't touch. And I also, um, going to how smart they are, they were aware of their own paradoxes in time. <laughs> like, you remember when uh, Neil, uh, Robert Patton's character, was explaining it? Yeah, uh, in the car? Yeah, he, or no, yeah, in, yeah. The, in, the, in the hospital bed or whatever. He was like, yeah, I know there's the grandpa paradox. He's like, yeah, if you do this paradox. Like, yeah. I, I love how they explain that so that if, like, the audience has questions, they're like, oh, so there is paradoxes. Like, there isn't a fixed round around that kind of stuff. Right. But the, even the, but the characters know that. So it's like you can't really they're knock just, them. They're just smart. Yeah. About it. <clears throat> I do have to admit, though, at least in the first half of the movie, my um, the protagonist was super frustrated and confused about the whole concept, too. And I was just like, dude, same. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we basically had to piece it together as he was piecing it together. But once it was pieced together and all the pieces were in place, it was so satisfying. It was, honestly. Like, it just all paid off. Yeah. Um, 
I guess you want to talk about the final act? Uh, yeah. Okay, what so I guess I can explain. The final act uh, where, uh, what's his name? The protagonist went red team and mm-hmm. uh, Neil, Robert Pattinson, went blue team. Um, I really liked the final act because they fully showed how it could be used in combat because right. the red Going team... Back and forth. Yeah, the blue team, they went an hour ahead of everyone onto the battlefield and like fought and everything. And since they saw everything that happened on the battlefield, they were able to go backwards in time. And while the forward team was going in a in kind of in a way to prevent certain things from, from like from the mission right. failing. So the red team went to the present time, but the blue team went back from the future. Kind where of. They, they both went to the present time, but the blue team already knew what happened. So, yeah. like they kind of already know what they're doing, and then they were moving backwards, still. Yeah, and um, and it was kind of cool because the red team they like failed to do defuse the bomb on purpose, and then it showed the blue team as it was going backwards in time. And then you saw the bomb like un unexplode, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was cool. And uh. My favorite point of the movie was whenever they, the red team, uh, Ives and the protagonist, they went down into the tunnel and they found a henchman that basically like locked the door so they couldn't deactivate the uh, algorithm bomb. Because mm-hmm. basically, there's an um, there's an algorithm that will basically destroy the earth. This is a uh, like from the summary how the there's like a there's a weapon that'll be preventing world or that will make world war three a real thing it's basically against nature because they say that um because the the algorithms makes everything in the earth go um inverted so backwards in time and they and neo explained that whenever you go backwards for a certain time it can defy the laws of nature right so if half of the earth was going inverted then it would legit destroy nature yeah. everything as we know it so it's kind of a and that's why everyone disaster that's why they kept kind of saying like oh when he's dead everyone's dead yeah exactly but uh, going back to that scene they were trying to stop the algorithm and one of the main villains henchmen was there just to um prevent them from doing it and they even they saw um, a person on the ground because they were locked in a cage basically they were trapped, so they couldn't get to the algorithm. But they saw a person on the ground that had um, a backpack, one of their own, like from Blue Team, one of their own team. And I guess he had died trying to get to the algorithm. But I love that later on we find out that Neil actually figured out that the henchman was going to be down there, what was going to happen. So he went down there, he died, and um, once they got down there, he went in, he got he went inverted according to the the time frame of whenever they met up whenever the times lined up and he went inverted so that he come back alive, open the gate from before and like, you know, save the day basically. Right. Well, I wish I thought was really freaking clever from, for someone to go backwards and forwards like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I just thought um, that's when everything kind of got pieced together for me. You know, I thought that was one of the coolest things in the movie. Dang. Yeah. I, I love that scene. I just loved all the scenes that you could like, see someone going both backwards in time and forwards in time. Yeah. Like all those scenes I thought were awesome. Puts it in perspective. But, um, and then at the end, whenever 
he was like, yeah, I, I met you in the future. We were going to be good friends. <laughs> or like, we were good friends. And yeah. Then he, and then he was like, what do you call it? And he was like, but, um, and then he was like, this is the end of our friendship. And he's like, no, you hired me later on. This is the beginning. I love that. Yeah. It really just brings everything together. I love this movie. But uh, that's about all I have. Yeah, me too. Um, you want to try to rate it? <clears throat> I'd give it an eight. I would say I can see some people giving it a six or seven because like just um, if they didn't like the concept, but personally I loved it. So I would give it an eight. Really? Yeah. What makes it give you an eight? Because there were cons. Like some stuff was a little um, convoluted and kind of like there was some holes in the right. concept, but it's the fact that once the second act came around and they started explaining a lot more and everything kind of got pieced together. And like, they even explained the paradoxes, like I said, so it's not like you can like fault them because they're like, they're very self-aware of their own concept. So it just made it a lot better for me, but I do have to knock it down to two, two because it's like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but in the, if, if it wasn't in Christopher Nolan's hands, this would have been a bad movie torn between an eight and a nine because i want to give it an eight but i'm pretty sure i gave extraction a nine and i think this movie was better than extraction honestly i don't know if you can compare those two movies because i just think they're so different yeah i'm gonna give it a nine okay yes sir i'm gonna give it uh haven't watched out of eight out of uh, I haven't seen so do with that information what you guys will I'm I'm curious what you're gonna think of it Edward like I I feel like I'm not sure if you'll like it because the the concept but we'll see you have go go in go in and open-minded though I want to watch this movie again I love this movie but anyways my mind's open to you anytime perfecto Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, make sure to follow and review to be notified when we post new content. And while you're at it, if you want to hear us talk about something other than movies, check out our YouTube channel. It's linked down below. And if you want to know what goes behind the scenes or want an early scoop on future projects, follow our Instagram and Twitter, which is also linked below. And remember, say hi to your mom for us.